This is a special episode of Jew 2, Tales of the Mixed Multitude. I'm Rabbi Emily Cohen. Last Sunday, people from New York, the surrounding area, and even travelers from far-off places gathered for a march against anti-Semitism. The numbers are not entirely clear, but at minimum there were 10,000 people, and some say as many as 25,000 people, who gathered in Foley Square and marched across the Brooklyn Bridge to a rally in Cadman Plaza. The march came about as a result of several anti-Semitic incidents that happened over the course of Hanukkah, including a stabbing in Muncie that injured five people, only a few weeks after a shooting in Jersey City in a kosher grocery store. The victims of these attacks are Jews who are, you might say, visibly Jewish, typically members of the Orthodox community and the ultra-Orthodox community, whose dress and grooming mark them as Jews. In addition to the attacks on people, there's been an uptick in anti-Semitic incidents around the city, mostly vandalism of spaces with swastikas and other forms of rhetoric that are anti-Semitic. So there was a lot of fear leading into Hanukkah, and a lot more fear as attacks happened nearly every night of the holiday. This march came together quickly following the stabbing, and I decided that it would make sense to bring my field recorder to the march, to talk to people along the way, and to get a sense of what people were thinking about anti-Semitism, and in some cases, about how their politics and their Judaism interact with each other. I talked with a mix of people. Some of them expressed opinions that I hold myself, and some of them expressed opinions that are antithetical to my own beliefs. But I want to present what was shared, not in the interest of convincing anybody of anything in particular, but more to offer a snapshot of, for those who were there, what the issues were that were most present for them, as we enter this new decade in secular time as well as in Jewish time. My hope is that we can listen to each other more, that we can understand multiple perspectives, and that together we can work for a world within the Jewish people and beyond it, where we are all that we can be, and where we see each other as people. Hi, I'm Wendy Schlensky. This is my first march. I'm marching with Labjul. It's January of 2020. I'm teetering on the edge of transformation. And why not? If not now, when? My name is Susan Goodman Jackson. I live in Jersey City. I was actually born there, but raised in Bloomfield. But my parents were born on the Lower East Side, the children of Eastern European immigrants. Actually, a non-Jewish friend posted about the march. That was the first I heard about it. And I was so touched that she did that. And of course, I've marched in many marches. I've marched with Black Lives Matter. I've marched against Islamophobia. I've marched for immigrants' rights. But I realized I'd never marched for the rights of Jews to be free of anti-Semitism. But I, I have to admit, I, I had concerns. I looked at all the different organizations that organized this march because I feel like often criticism of Israeli policies is conflated with anti-Semitism, and I feel strongly that that actually creates more anti-Semitism. And so I wanted to make sure whose banner I was marching under. So I looked at every single website of each of the organizations, and I had some concerns. But because my friend 
Maite, who is Cuban, and uh, we've marched together in all kinds of other marches. I wanted to march with her, but as I was approaching he, the, the march, I, I felt kind of teary, teary-eyed, because I realized it was very emotional for me. First of all, well, I live in Georgia City where that attack happened. I have a cousin who lives in Muncie. I have cousins. So, so it's sort of close to home. So, A, the fact that it's 2020 and we need to march against anti-Semitism in New York City, that's pretty disturbing. There's that. I'm no longer married, but I had married outside the faith. And so half of my cousins, my most observant cousins shunned me. So I always have this complicated relationship with Judaism and all that. Now that I'm here, the energy is so positive. I get the impression it's mostly Jews, but I don't think it's all Jews. And it's just, and the message is very much not just about us. And that's important to me too, that it's, everyone is welcome here. So it's not, it's like an anti-white supremacy march to me. My name is Liz Hirsch. I'm here with Labshul, and I chose to be here. I've been on many marches for discrimination of many peoples, and this, I think, is really important because it brings the myriad of facets of the Jewish community together in a way to say, no, no way, never again. It reminds me of the other marches I've been on, except it's more white <laughs> than the other marches I've been on. Um, but that's the majority of the Jewish community, but not all by any means. But I think that it's great to bring people together. I hope that some of the people from the Hasidic community are also part of this march because they're the most visible and we want to make sure that we're not invisible and that those who are visible are not targeted. And does your Judaism, like, does that inform the way that you approach any political issues, like, related to anti-Semitism? It does, yes. Not only to anti-Semitism, to all discrimination and to justice for all peoples. Um, And I think that's part of Jewish ethics. And that's very important to me and always has been and been drummed into me since I was a child. As the march got underway, I branched off from the lab school group from time to time. We were crawling more than walking along the streets of Lower Manhattan towards the Brooklyn Bridge entrance. And so luckily for me, there was time to come up to people, introduce myself, pull out my recorder, and ask them to share their views. My name is Adam Teitelbaum, here with uh, my synagogue on Chesed to uh, march against anti-Semitism. So far, we're kind of crawling, (laughs) not marching. I was kind of surprised at at how big it is and how crowded it is, which is a good thing. Everybody's out here to show their support. How does it feel to need to do this march in 2020 in New York City? Well, it's uh, something I guess I didn't really think. uh, I, I never thought, actually, I would need to do. Anti-Semitism has really spiked, and it's really scary. Never really expected it to come up again. I grew up in Queens, and I live on the Upper West Side. But I was actually born in Poland, where, uh, until I was nine years old, and anti-Semitism was a regular feature of daily life. It's a very ugly, ugly thing.
So I think there's two aspects to it. One is that it makes people uh, afraid and uh, they worry about their safety. But the other thing is that what it does to people, how they think of themselves. So I think one, one of the reasons people come out here is to show their pride and to show that they're proud of being Jews and they're not uh, going to hide their, their Jewishness. And uh, that, that's a, a good thing to do. I heard from most of the people that I spoke with some variation on that theme, that part of the march was about the anti-Semitic acts, but part of it was about pride in Judaism. But what that pride means is different for different folks. My name is Sharona, and I'm a lifelong New Yorker and a queer Jew and organizer with Outlive Them NYC. We knew this would be like an enormous gathering of Jews from the greater New York region and from other states even, from different sects of Judaism, different cultural backgrounds, different practices, different political leanings. And we feel like it's really important to start having conversations about community-based solutions to anti-Semitism that don't rely on the police and that these conversations start to churn among us, among those of us living in communities at the intersection of anti-Semitic violence and all white supremacist state violence. We really, really firmly believe that flooding our streets with more police and permanent, you know, outposts on the street corners, surveillance cameras, people with guns outside our schools uh, is not the answer to eradicating the root causes of anti-Semitism. That's not to say that we have the answer, but the point is that we need to get together and start to talk about these things. Jews, whether they're queer, disabled, orthodox, visibly Jewish or not, are discriminated against in housing, health care, but uh, the thing that mobilized powerful and political elites and these organizations that claim to represent us um, are instances of violence where black bodies can be criminalized and it is painful to call that out and it's not a dismissal of the violence that people in our communities have suffered but it's just an acknowledgement that anti-semitism is around us all the time and the thing that you know thankfully mobilized many thousands of people here today we can look at it with a critical eye and use it as an opening for some difficult conversations and find ways to make our city safer for all of us i personally really find organizing in a core group of radical Jews to it feels like I've tapped into a well like that is not is not going to dry up part of what was really striking to me about the march was the political range present we live so much of our lives these days in circles where the majority of our interactions are with people who agree with us it may be that you completely disagreed with the last speaker that I interviewed on the march and it may be that you disagree with the next speaker that I talk to, or it may be that in some way you agree or disagree with both of them. There were also people on the right and the left who actively chose not to attend the march because the politics were not in line with their own beliefs. And there were people that I chose not to approach because, frankly, when I see a poster of Mayor Kahana smoking a cigar, it scares me. I did talk to a family with a sign that I liked, though. A little girl was holding a sign about love, which was very similar to the sign that I had made for the march myself. I walked up to her, we had the signs kiss, and then I started talking to her mom. So we're a pretty multicultural family. <laughs> My name is Aura, and this is Ayala. Um, I'm 
Laura. And I'm Lisa. And they, they're pretty much part of our extended family in some kind of way. <laughs> Their family is Russian. My husband is Yemenite Jew from Israel. I'm converted to Judaism, and we're a big mishmash of different cultures. But we wanted to come out and show our support, and we wanted to, you know, just march. And we were saying that actually marching through the cold and the wind, it feels like very appropriate to have to rise to all the challenge of being out here and, and the patience and the waiting and letting it all kind of grow into what it's going to be for today. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to add anything about your shine, sweetie? Uh, um, no. No? Okay. Um, I, I think that, uh, unfortunately, Jewish people are being attacked from left and the right equally, with equal force. And I think it's very important for us to believe in uh, staying strong and not let our rights be... Um, attacked either by the right or by the left because it's an equal equal problem and I really think that we should avoid talking politics here because it's about you know it's about racism and anti-semitism really like we were slaves once and we rebelled and we left Egypt so we should never let anything like that happen again and especially with people who still survive Holocaust are still alive and we allow this to happen when they're still alive this should not be happening we should really never again, should be the slogan of this march, really, never again. My name is Jonathan Adler. I'm a first-year rabbinical student at the Jewish Theological Seminary here in New York City. And I'm really sad that I have to be out here demonstrating against anti-Semitism today. I thought this wasn't a cause that was going to come back to be a cause that I would need to stand up for. I've been standing up for so many causes for so long and I didn't realize that this was going to come back onto the list. But I'm just really glad that I'm able to be here to do this. The way that the times have been changing and the need that people have for wanting to find ways to give back, wanting to find ways to do something, wanting to find ways to support, that's part of what got me into rabbinical school in the first place. And I mean it when we say never again means never again. We gotta get we got the, we have to make this stop and we have to find ways to get the administration to understand that and the population of this country and the world to understand that this is a wonderful world full of lots of wonderful kinds of people and one of the things that's best about all of it is the diversity that's inherent in the global community. We have to celebrate that but we also have to preserve it. March was long. Most of us gathered around 11, and I didn't get to the other side of the bridge until about 3 o'clock. I've done that walk before, and it takes no more than an hour. The people I was able to speak to represent a blip. I could have interviewed people the entire time and still probably not gotten the full range of expressions, political and religious and otherwise, on that bridge. But I'm grateful to everybody who agreed to speak to me, and I hope that this will give just a small sense of the vastness of Jewish thought and of the response to the anti-Semitism that we can all agree needs to stop because everybody deserves to be safe in their own city. We'll be back in February with a normal episode about a normal topic of inclusion, but thanks for listening to this special edition of Jew 2, Tales of the Mixed Multitude.